What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. Shattered Order podcast. Uh, I'm the host. <laughs> you threw me off there, <laughs> Wink. I'm your host. Good night, Punk. And with me, as always, is the distracting Wink. What's up, dude? What is up? Um, I'm so glad it's Friday night because I need to relax because I have literally... I told you about most of this before the show. I have literally had the craziest, most hectic week Probably of my entire life. It has been insane. Um, you know, uh, multiple police reports, been part of filing, been to court once. Uh, there was a there was a crime scene all day long across the street from work. Um, I killed a poisonous snake on my backyard this morning. Uh, let's see what else. That that's most of the big stuff. Yeah. You know, we don't. You get a lot of the. I, when I think poisonous snake, I don't really think of Oklahoma. What kind of snakes do you guys have? Cotton mouths. Cotton mouths. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're all about the uh, the Diamondbacks and the Rattlers here. Yeah. Subsequently, I don't do two of our pro team names either. Also. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I do not do snakes at all. Ugh. Not my thing. Especially poisonous ones. Venomous. Whatever. Whatever. It's basically the same thing. It's just different. Anyway, so... um, (laughs) There's so much to get into this week. Like, this is going to be a pretty long show. Just buckle in, get prepared. It's going to be a fun ride. Uh, Real quick, though, before we kind of dive into things, uh, just a few housekeeping things, Swagar-related do you have anything non swaga related you want to mention before we dig in? non swaga related NFL training camp is starting, and I cannot Woo! wait for this season. That's all I have to say. I'm super yeah, stoked for this I am season too. of the NFL. It's going to so. be amazing. Oh, do you know what? That does remind me of something, actually, that I wanted okay. to mention. I was wanting to mention uh, starting a Shattered Order podcast fantasy football league so i'm gonna put the information in discord and if anyone is interested in joining a league for i'm sure you'll join i'll be in there and then hopefully we can get some listeners in there and i think that would be a lot of fun so look for information on that in the next few days so we can get everyone involved and it started and drafted before the season so there's you know it'd be really cool too 
maybe, you know, as long as it's not you or I, like, we'll say the highest place finisher in that league, excluding us, maybe we'll get something from Blue Designs. I, you know what? I've got ideas. And uh, me Mm. and you, I... I forgot to mention this to you before the show, so I'll uh, I'll uh, tell you about these ideas once we once we okay. finish. So. so we'll discuss this. That'll that'll be exciting. We'll see what we come up with. All right. So yeah, uh, yeah football needs to hurry up and get here. But as like I just mentioned, Blue Designs, we're gonna be doing a giveaway next week. What we're gonna do is we'll say whatever day we record the podcast, Thursday or Friday, to be determined. Check Discord, check Twitter. We're going to post some questions. And the first person to answer all of those questions correct will be our Blue Designs giveaway winner. Uh, So we'll post the questions. uh, Maybe do something like post it to Twitch Twitch subs and our patrons before the show. And then we'll post it to everyone as we start the show. And then the first person to answer all of those questions... Wins the prize. I like it. Like it? We got some good... Cool. I do like it. I have some good stuff in there. Awesome. Well, if the other anything thing is... Like, if it's anything like the uh, RSG... Uh, the RSG stream for... Oh, the charity? awareness. The yep. trivia there. That's exactly what it'll so be. I'm looking... For, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to seeing what people have to do for that. Heck Yeah. So the other thing are roster reviews. Uh, We've got two lined up. They're going to be coming up here pretty soon. And they're going to be really good. I'm pretty excited about them. But one thing I want to mention, because I've had several people mention this to me as something that we should do, was was like mod reviews where, you know, maybe I look at your teams or whatever and we go through your mods and help you remod your teams and stuff like that. That is what the roster reviews are. Um if you want something like that, th- I mean, the roster review is your time for us to discuss whatever you want. And most of the roster reviews I've done have actually led to that. So if you're a patron, you can obviously go back and listen to any of the roster reviews. So make sure you go and check those out. And if that's something you're interested in, you know, we have a Patreon level where you get a roster review. So if you're interested in that, patreon.com slash shattered order. Uh, and like I said, there are going to be a couple really good ones coming up here pretty soon. So that'll be fun. Sounds good. I enjoyed listening to those. Yep. I always learn something, too. Like, it's it's <laughs> a lot of fun. All oh, right. Nice. You, re- you ready for the next thing? I'm always ready. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? Well, due to my hectic week, I have maxed on energy multiple times, all of the energy. I missed my 600 one day, and I did the one thing I never would have guessed I could do. I literally failed a Rancor. I think I made it... I think I failed with like 80% left of phase four. Failed a <laughs> Rancor. How? Okay. Really? How? How? Did he slam and then so, start taking out the best guys or what? So uh, I use wedge lead with Biggs, Han, and CLS. 
I used to use Hermit Yoda on occasion, but it slows it down a smidgen. I'm going to start using Hermit Yoda again because he would have prevented the whole problem. But basically what happened was he took out Biggs and Wedge and then ended up taking out Han, you know, somehow. Because I have Han and CLS modded for checks, which means they don't have any speed. They're loaded with offense. And CLS basically just got stunlocked and couldn't do anything and ended up getting wiped out. It was it was not good. Nasty. Sounds nasty. Yeah. yeah <laughs> not, so I fell that swaga this week. Um, so the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, I wanted to know if anyone had any video requests. Um, I kind of want to do another video, but I don't know what to do it over. So hit me up if you have any good ideas. I was going to do it over modding Night Sisters because I think my method of modding Night Sisters is really good for people that don't have them completely maxed or they're looking for a way to get an advantage. However, as we'll discuss that, that would probably be a big, huge waste of time. So uh, if you have any ideas, (laughs) anything (laughs) like any teams that you want to see or anything like that, hit me up, let me know, and maybe I can do it. The other thing is I've been on Reddit and I I just, I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't do it. So, um, if you listen to the show, you probably know I enjoy math. I'm weird. I can't help it. Well, I got into a debate. It was a pretty popular post, actually, on Reddit about using the checks Mix team. And the guy had all the steps down on how to get a successful checks Mix run. Well, let's just say him and I didn't really agree on... On the method, which is fine. I think there are multiple ways of doing it. However, if you're going to prove me wrong and you bring math up and your math is very, very wrong, I'm going to have a problem. And that is where I'm at is we have a problem. Um, it's, it's very frustrating when people don't understand like statistics and they reference like a calculator that doesn't really help in everything they're trying to do. Um, they they basically came to the conclusion that, you know, uh, ignoring tenacity. So, so whenever I run the Chex Mix team, I don't care about tenacity up. That's one thing I just, I don't care about because the odds of him really needing it are not really all that great. Plus, you're going to waste too much time ensuring that he gets tenacity up for my liking. So I generally go in. I don't worry about it. And, um... Just go. I go all offense. I don't care about chariot speed because I want to maximize offense. So, you know, I go with the um, uh, uh, CLS being the fastest, then chariot, then pal, then death trooper. With Han finally, you know, dragging behind. And, um, you know, it's nice when you get tenacity up because you're far less likely to end up dazed. But it's not always that beneficial. One, it can get dispelled, um, you know, and stuff like that. And I, I've noticed the person has changed the strategy quite a bit. Uh, you know, we had a disagreement on whether you should use a special or not. You should never use the special on that team, in my opinion. Uh, it, you know, it reduces your amount of time under standalone. And, you know, the buffs will probably get dispelled anyway. And it doesn't add that much you know, given that you're sacrificing hitting Treya when she has less than 50% turn meter. So, 
there's a there's a whole lot to it anyway. Uh, you can go check that out if you want. There's quite a bit of math there. If you like math, go check it out because it's it's pretty fun. But yeah, if you're gonna, I say if you're going to debate people on math, get the proper statistics. Um, it's if not you're that gonna difficult. debate people on Reddit, it kind of makes you lose track of time, doesn't it? It kind of does. So, yeah, I was actually writing a reply to that before the show started. And, uh, yeah, I was like, wow, I didn't even realize it was 1030 because I was just sitting here doing calculations and whatnot. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> always always so, yeah. fun stuff. Um, but, as always, many ways, skin the horse. So, or what, skin the deer? I don't know. Skin something. Whatever. Skin uh, the, the other... horse? Why are people I don't... skinning horses? I, I don't know. It's skin the cow. <laughs> what, what What is the saying? That's a saying, isn't it? Multiple ways it to skin us something. I don't know. Anyway. I, I so know what other... you're talking about. I don't know what animal it is. Skin a deer, okay. I think. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> a deer. I don't know. So anyway, the other thing I did, I spent a Zeta. I spent it on Ezra because I love me some Ezra, and I, I can't believe I didn't have already have that zeta So now he's Zeta'd. He's good to go. I put a Gear 12 Plus piece on him and also put a Gear 12 Plus piece on uh, Hermit Yoda. So they got some extra health and extra speed. Ezra got some extra offense, too, which is always exciting. And the last thing is I officially no longer have problems with Trey Elites with Sith Trooper. Uh, so there are, uh, you know, and I'm using Jedi. I'm using the, um, let's see, Bastila Sean Lead, Ezra, Gerald <laughs> Kenobi, Grandmaster Yoda, Hermit Yoda. That's my entire team. And... Skin a cat. That's what it is. Thank I was about you. To say. There it is. Yes. I still uh, don't think you're skinning cats either, but okay. <laughs> seven 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 five. Thank you. Um, okay. So uh, where was I? Oh, back to the Jedi team. So the way you beat the this teams, there's a couple things I figured out are pretty key. General Kenobi is important because of his mass assist. Essentially, what I do is don't use Hermit Yoda's spread buffs. Just use his basic in the beginning. Um, so I'll use the basic, and then I will use Bastila Sean. She has to go before Ezra. And you use her special that clears off the taunt from Sith Trooper. And then you move over to Treya. She's my general choice. Uh, you take Ezra. You call in Grandmaster Yoda, so he gains turn meter. Ezra goes in, double taps, so you get three attacks there. Then General Kenobi goes. Mass assist, and then Grandmaster Yoda usually gets to go again, and you can have you can have <laughs> Treya completely wiped out, or you know whatever character is frustrating you. But for me, it's generally Treya. You can actually have her wiped out before the other team really gets to do anything, and that's all thanks to that fifteen percent turn meter from Bastila's lead. Um, you know, if you're trying to figure out exactly how to make that work and everything, or if you're trying to figure out your speeds. If you just take your Jedi speed, divide it by 0.85, you will get their uh, opening turn speed because of the turn meter gain. And, you know, having her, you know, Bastila go earlier, she gives turn meter to all the Jedi, and that's also incredibly helpful with kind of, you know, getting General Kenobi's turn meter up more because he's generally a little bit slower. And uh, it works really well. I have had no issues with Sith Trooper teams since doing that, so... It's uh, been a lot of fun. Gotcha. God, I feel like I just rambled for 10 minutes. Why don't you tell me what you what you did in Swaga this week? 
Well, you know, it's funny. You're talking about Trey lead with a Sith Trooper, right? Well, I told you last week that I had dropped Sith Trooper under my Palpatine lead and was using Nest. Yep. Right? So I finally used that last Zeta I was get, planned on using on the Sith, and I Zeta'd Treya's leadership. And pretty awesome. I feel pretty good about this. Um, it was hard to share it with anyone after the the Night Sisters thing today and have anyone really uh, be interested in it. Yep. But I did hit number one in the arena for the first time today, and I was really excited. So Woo! after playing after playing for this long to finally get there, you know, finally have strategy and the team and the mods to make it happen, uh, I was pretty stoked. So I got number one today. The... But I switched up my teams because I, I zated Treya's leadership and I put in Sith Trooper instead of Nest. Um, and I think it, I probably could have done it with Nest too. But uh, yeah, so I've been running the team you were just talking about. So Treya, Treya, Nihilus, Scion, Sith Trooper, and who am I missing? Um... Scion, Nihilus. Let's say Treya, Scion, Nihilus, Nihilus, Nest. No, I'm not running Nest. Oh, I'm using Palpatine in that fifth spot. Oh, yeah. So that's the team I've been running, and it got me to first today. So I was pretty stoked about that. Heck, yeah, that's pretty uh, awesome. Whose leader are you using? Palpatine's? I'm using Treya's now after the... Oh, you are using... Oh, Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, but I, that's Very what I was nice. gonna say when you were talking about how to beat uh, Trey a lead with the Jedi. I'm like, I'm still gonna leave it in because people are still figuring out that strategy and they still have a hard time with it. So, oh yeah, it's it's still it frustrating. If you're not able to take out Trey or someone early on, it it can be quite a bit more frustrating, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. I that's one of the biggest things I noticed overall at the high end is if if you are for example, if I go straight after Palpatine, if he heals himself all the way up, it's like, okay, well, the chances of me yep. winning have just drastically dropped because now I got to kill him all over again. So, yeah, pretty fun. But I've been doing that. I've been working on how to do. I've actually. St- <laughs> okay. So we talked about how my arena fetish, I don't know what you want to call it. Has gotten so bad now lately that I'll set timers yes. while I'm driving to work and stop this car on the side of the road and do yep. a battle I, and then keep driving again. I used to yeah. do one right before I left, drive the 25 minutes and do one right when I got to work and then go to work and then that was it. But now I figured out that I can get four battles in in the time it takes to leave for work <laughs> and get to work. So I, I get a little better off at that point. But Nice. It's crazy. The addiction is real. So... Um, the best thing I have an Apple Watch, and the best thing about it is it has made Arena so much easier because you can just say, "Hey Siri, set a timer for ten minutes. Rise, you start a battle, and you're good to go." Maybe I should start doing that with mine. <laughs> it's very it. helpful. Yeah, I use I usually do the slide up on my iPhone and hit the timer, start, and every time. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Pretty smart. Well, the other thing that I've been doing, and we talked about this last week, is I said I was going to gear Ewoks, and I wasn't lying. So I 
have wicket at gear 11 now. I have Chirpa lead is, or Chirpa lead. Chirpa is one piece, a Nubian disc away from gear 11. And I can never get a Nubian disc out of the rank, out of the Rancor raid ever. So I'm You're not the only one for that. All boombox. Uh, Elder. Yeah, exactly. I got them today and I was angry. I got Elder to gear 10. He's one piece away from gear 11. Um, nice. And everyone else is gear eight or less, so I'm I'm moving on from those two now to Paplu and Low Gray, and so those two I should have gear eleven by the time the podcast comes next week. And someone else in podcast chat said to gear Scout as just kind of a uh, a sub super sub, so I'm gonna gear him yep. too. But they are so fun, I'm loving it. And the thing is. I've been saving my Zetas for the Night Sisters. I knew after the Sith I wanted to do Night Sisters, but now I'm at the point where I'm kind of thinking maybe I will put some on my Ewoks. I don't know. Maybe I'll do that. Not a terrible idea. Nice. I'm thinking, and here's the funny thing, right? So I'm thinking of Wickets because Wickets is awesome because he crits all the Mm -hmm. time and there's a a lot of healing there. But the other one is Chirpa's lead, which is also good for all the extra attacks. But the funny thing is I always think of this is I know that you know how I said if one of my punishments I would let you pick a Zeta for me? I know that Chirpa lead was picked as a punishment for Cubs fan Han at one point. So some people don't think that highly of it. <laughs> but I don't know. This, is, this sounds like a cheap way of you trying to get out of a punishment. Yeah, you want to punish me to get Chirpa lead? I am totally okay with that. <laughs> I mean, sorry, that would really, really suck. So, oh, I'm I'm sure it would be so awful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, arena craziness hey. and uh, gear and Ewoks. That's what I've been doing. Actually, I think making you Zeta Daka that might be a good punishment. No, yes, topical humor. <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> Sweet. So. Well. Next thing right. is something I kind of wanted to get back into that we used to do a long freaking time ago. If yeah. I wanted to look in our our Google Drive at when the last time this was done, for I would probably guess in the, the 50s, probably episode 50-something was the last time we did one of these. Probably but so. But I kind of want to bring them back, and I know you and me talked about bringing back podcast polls, so yep. it didn't come into my mind until about three or four hours before the podcast today. So hopefully for the next one, I can get it out maybe four or five days before then and just keep reminding people. But uh, got one out. We got about, uh, well, let's see. It says 44 here. Let me see if anyone else did it while, since I put it into the show notes. But got about 44 responses, which is pretty good um, for that short time. And it looks like there's 45 now. Let's see if I broke it. Oh, it actually, this is good info. All right, so I'll read it off of my, I have the poll open, so I'll read it from there instead of the notes. But Okay. Basically, the question was, excuse me. Question was, where am I? Which future possibility are you most excited for? And I gave five options. So here they were. Revan. Clone Wars content, Jedi Luke, six-star mods, or new reworks. All things quite possibly that could be coming in the future. 
these are all the rumors and the ideas that people have had and I've seen. So I threw them all into one question. So I'm interested. I was interested to see what people thought, right? Well, yep. first off, let me ask you, which of those five things are you, would you be most excited for? And I think I have an idea, but uh, <laughs> uh, why don't you tell me? I, I'll be honest. It's, it's actually really close between two things. I really want Jedi Luke, but I'm a math guy, so I'm going to have to go with six-star mods. Like, I think six-star mods would be awesome, not only because it's going to completely change Arena and would probably change the way a lot of things work, but it would also probably start making the heroic Sith raid a lot less intimidating, which would mean maybe a new raid sooner. Which one? Oh, you're talking about mods? Yes. Interesting. Well, so that's, my that's not the one that I thought your answer was good. I thought it would be Jedi Luke. Yeah. That, like I said, it was Jedi Luke was tied. They're, they're both really close. But Gotcha. Well, uh, my answer was actually Clone Wars content because A, I love that, sh- that series, and B, that the idea of Anything happening that might make the clones that I got to Gear 11 a long time ago better than they are now, I am totally fine with. So, put some Zetas on my clones, please, and give me a few more. Heavy. Yeah. I mean, if you li- watch the trailer for the new last season of Clone Wars, uh, they at the beginning they start talking and rambling off their names, and the only one that talked and isn't in the game is Heavy. So, to me, you would think Heavy should be in the game. He's obviously one of the most important clones if he's right there at the beginning of the new trailer after all this yeah. time. So, give me some new Clone Wars content. That's what I have to say. But it was interesting because throughout the whole poll, for the most part, Clone Wars content was the leader. And uh, it wasn't, wasn't really close for a long time, but then... Once people started seeing the poll was out there, Jedi Luke actually jumped up there as well. So, in the end, both both Jedi Luke and Clone Wars had 32% of the pie. So, they both had the highest amount, both tied. Jedi Luke and Clone Wars content were the two things that people really wanted. And the one after that was Revan with 23%. So not surprised there. I think that one suffers a little more because not everyone played KOTOR. So not everyone's super excited about Revan, but he's a cool character. I mean, I played a a good chunk of it back in the day and he's a cool dude. So I could see that as well. Uh, New reworks had six and a half percent of the vote. And at the bottom with 4%, was the six-star mods. Interesting. So. Not surprising. I, I kind of guessed when I put these in there that new reworks would be towards the bottom and that yeah. six-star mods was probably going to be the bottom. This kind yep. of... But what kind of threw me off was with all the KOTOR characters coming out and all the the uh, hype around that right now, that Revan wasn't the leader. And for the reasons I said, that's probably why he wasn't. But Jedi Luke and Clone Wars content both being 
at the top. Makes sense. And Clone Wars KOTOR in the game also has the hype because of the new characters, but also in general, the Clone Wars has a bunch of hype as well because of the new season being announced. So that also makes sense to me. I don't know. Yep. But for sure. Uh, yeah. Here's a, here's a question on this as well. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. I'll ask a question in a second. Well, I was just going to say, so now that we're going to try to get this podcast poll thing back going again, uh, make sure you guys are paying attention if you want to be a part of it. We'll be posting it on Twitter and in our Discord every week, uh, you know, if there is one. Hopefully by Monday at least we'll maybe have something, or by the end of day Monday we'll start having a poll up, and you can go put your responses in. Sounds good. So my question to you was, it's now almost August. So do you think from between August and December that there would even be enough time to announce hype and release Jedi Luke and Revan? Both of them in the same year. Uh, probably. I mean, they they did that. that they did that last year. They did Commander Luke. Then they did BB-8. Then they did RJT. I mean, there's no reason they couldn't do the exact same thing with, you know, have Revan, you know, a month or two from now and then give us Jedi Luke for Christmas. Why not? Hey, I'd take that Christmas present for sure. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I guess we'll see. It's just interesting. There's a, there's, it seems like there's a lot of time to the end of the year, and it's still, and then it also feels like there's not a lot of time for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. So. We'll see. We will see. All right. Let's go to... Strong with us. This update is Young Padawans. Oh, man. Lots to talk about this week. <laughs> Maybe just a little. Yep. All right. So, the big thing are the mods. If you paid any attention, you know that this past weekend... Due to the them fixing some things with mods that didn't upgrade and some stuff like that, there ended up being people with ridiculous mods, like way over 30 speed mods. There was like 35, 36 speed mods and just some ridiculous secondaries. Well, they reverted that this week, and some people weren't happy because they thought they lost their mods. So, if you're one of those people who think you lost your mods, what actually happened... Thanks to uh, CG Crumb on the Reddits, is the mods may have not went back in the same place they were before. They may have been, went to a different character or just in your inventory or something along those lines. So if you're one of those poor souls, you might want to check around and make sure you find them because you should. They most certainly should be there. Well, I'd assume if you had a plus 18 speed mod magically show up after they fixed those certain mods or whatever, and you had it on Clone Wars Chewbacca, then you obviously moved it to someone else. But when they reverted it, it probably wound up back on Clone Wars Chewbacca. So unless you realized where everything was when you started moving it around, you probably didn't remember where it was, but... I'm yeah. guessing that that's what happened. So, certainly possible. That would make the most sense to me. Indeed. Indubitably. 
So they released some new characters also. Uh, we got some more key events going on right now for the Sith Fighter, Mission Val, Zalbar, and T3M4. Um, no That's my boy right this, there, right? man. T3? Yeah. Uh, have, there was have controversy you, have at you, first, but on... Have you got him on your Say main what? account yet? Have you started leveling him up and stuff on your account? I have not. Why not? Because I can't buy him yet. Because I can't buy him. Oh, well, why, why not? not? I have him on my main account. Oh, do you? He's on my main account. <laughs> I know the. F- I know. I know the way around mm. this, and I made it happen because oh, I wanted him. That's, that's the thing is, there. am I going to use him? Probably not. But I just got it over <laughs> with now. So, but the thing is, so there was a little bit of controversy about this, uh, but honestly, I really don't see the issue especially with what i uh, the other thing i'm going to tell you but t3 and 4 was released as 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 an android exclusive uh which wrinkled some feathers everyone started thinking of k2so oh yeah but here's where it's, but here's where it's different and here's where i don't think it's a big deal a android's not getting him at 7 stars for free b it's only two weeks. And literally, it's such a small amount of time that if you are on Android, you'll see on the marquee event that for T3 that it goes for 14 days or 15 days. When it started, it was set for 15 days, meaning this is going to go the entire length of time until iOS gets it. It wasn't such a long period of time that they, they got did one event and then we're going to throw one on the iOS. So... Yeah. It's not a very long time. And then on top of that, now that they've introduced linking accounts between iOS and Android, if you have your account linked and you play, let's say, on a tablet on Android, and when you don't have your tablet and you're away from your house, you play on your iOS phone, or like me, I play on my Chromebook and I play on my phone, I can log between the two, Android, iOS, on my accounts, in and out, right? Well, if you sign into your account on the Android version, like I did on my Chromebook, you can do the T3 marquee event. You don't have to wait the two weeks. If you were so worried about those two two weeks, Very there's a way around it. So there's a way to get T3 on an iOS account that started as iOS. So the exclusivi- exclusivity isn't completely exclusive because you can get it. But the thing about it is Android still gets their thing because you're still using an Android product, right? So you can get around it. So if you haven't done that yet, actually, if you haven't done that and you're listening to this, think about that for next time if this happens again because the event ends in in two and a half hours from now for T3. So think about that in the future, that if there is something Android exclusive and you use an Android as well as your iOS, then you can still... Most likely, you'll still be able to do it. So, yeah. Um, also, so if you are on iOS and you don't want to use Android to get, and you didn't use Android to get them early, I should say, because this is going to be far past that time. T three and four should be showing up for iOS August 9th. If I do my maths correctly, that's two weeks from the day it started. So everyone on iOS should get T3 August 9th. That's not that far from now. I understand it kind of sucks. But here's the thing. 
we didn't even know when or if we would get to K2SO on iOS. Like, that this was back before marquee characters. It was back before you knew how long a character was going to go before it was released to a place you could farm it. This is all before that. We did not know as an iOS player if we would ever get K2SO because literally Android got it seven stars for for doing an event over a month and we got nothing. So yep. here we are now knowing, okay, they get it first and we're going to get it in two weeks. I really don't think that that's that bad. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Some people are still upset about it. They can have their reasons for that. That's totally fine. And me, myself, not a big deal. Especially since I already have them in my account. So there's also that. But, yeah. yeah. Cool. But I will say this. <laughs> I understand why he's exclusive, or I think I do, because in my opinion... Actually, I shouldn't say this. I have not played with Mission Vow and Zalbar too much yet. I think I'm going to do that this week uh, before the next podcast, because I think we're going to talk about their kits probably next week. Okay. Um, I haven't played with them too much, but I tell you, I can tell you this: I have played a lot with T3, and I love this character and his kit. And uh, if he's not, if they're not, if droids can't be arena viable now with him, which I think in some cases they can be, um, I think I'll talk about that more later when we get to his kit. But if he's not now, it, he's just a general grievous rework or another droid away from them just being amazing in the arena. Yeah, and like I said, I mean General Grievous. Like that wouldn't surprise anyone if we saw General Grievous rework in the near future. It's kind of been, you know, people are suspicious. I should say. If I can't think of the right word. Uh, yeah. Um, if if it if he does get reworked and is really good and mm-hmm. fits in the team that I've been playing in arena with him with T three, it'll be nasty. I'm saying I'm just saying. Yep. So we'll talk about that a little later. Oh but, speaking this is kind of off the rails, but T three droid L three it counts. Um so Bedor has been telling me about using RJT and her droids with L3, and he loves it. Like, really, really big fan. I was running it in Arena and stuff before Treya, and uh, I was supposed to mention a couple weeks ago that, you know, he really liked the team. So if you're interested in talking more about that team, go hit up Bedor. You can find him in, uh, you know, Podchat or whatever. But, yeah, it was a pretty interesting team, and... Not a bad idea if you need something to do with that droid. For sure. I, I really can't wait for L3 to be farmable, and I really hope it's in a place similar to Young Han, which we'll get to. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But um, This next thing I am stoked about. Yeah, for sure, man. Like Half off. Woo! Get your mods. Half Heck off. Heck yeah. Uh, I mean, get to leveling. Uh, as you know, we've discussed it. I don't know how many times if there is a secondary stat you like on a green or blue mod or even purple, make sure you level that up to the level required to get that guaranteed proc and you'll be good to go. And now it's even cheaper. Um, 
Yeah, this is great. I mean, it goes from what four hundred sixty-eight thousand down to two hundred and thirty-four thousand. Is that what it? It pretty much cut it in half, roughly. Yeah. I don't know if the numbers I, I are exact on that, but okay. pretty much every tier is about half. Yeah, that's it's awesome. Uh, I mean, this makes farming mods just so much easier and much better. But it does bring up a question: Why? I think I don't know until the mods update is released. I don't have any idea. I I, like, I don't uh, want to say because it's six-star mods, but if it is, it does make sense to think that if six-star mods were introduced, that this was to make sure that six-star mods cost what five-star mods used to. And I what think we're used it's, to. Yep. I, I agree with you. I think it's part of that. I also think it probably has to do with slicing because I think slicing is probably going to take some decent amount of credits, especially based on this fact. Because uh, yeah. they're you know they're not going to make it easy. Um, but that's I mean that's a really good way to kind of counteract the expense of slicing is if they cut down the cost of just taking the mod up. So a uh, very interesting idea. Now, I don't remember when it was. I think it was earlier this year. I could be wrong. Uh, may have been last year. I can't remember. But there was some time in the moderately recent past where we did a thing where we talked about buffs or debuffs that we would like to see in the game. Uh, we both had some pretty tr- interesting ideas. I tried to find this, actually, before to put in the notes, but I couldn't remember what episode it was. Okay, so th- this is a nice plug for the website, actually, shatteredorder.com. If you go there, you can search topics, and it'll pull up the podcast episodes where we talked about that topic or whatever. So if there's something you're wanting to look up, uh, and there's just a lot of really good stuff on there. Uh, you know, Sith Sith Raid Teams, I wrote a new new page for the Chex Mix team and using Night Sisters, which I'm going to have to rewrite again, but um, <laughs> if that episode was actually on ShatteredOrder.com, it would have been really easy to go find which episode this was, but since I haven't gone back and backlogged everything, we don't know. But in that episode, we came up with these ideas, and this was actually an idea you had, was the idea of a debuff called blind so tell us what it is and how it differs from what you were wanting blind to be i wish i could remember what i wanted blind to be to be honest (laughs) i do remember (laughs) so i'm just gonna pretend i got it right on the head right so we'll go back and we'll figure that out and i'll mention it in uh podcast discord but uh, i gosh what was blind blind was uh i think i said something about blind being where you you don't shoot your intended target or you shoot something to that effect. So you don't, whoever you target, if you have blind, it would hit randomly one of the five people. That's Uh not what this is, but it is something uh, still very cool. Basically, when we found out that this was on the characters, I immediately asked, you know, before, because in the kits, you can't tell what blind does. I don't know if the, uh, the kit's been updated to say that in the kit, but before that, it just said blind in the kit. So I immediately asked, you know, 
um, our guys in the game changer stuff. What what is blind? This sounds awesome. I've never seen it before. And the the literally the description I got was reverse foresight, right? And so and it is very similar to that. So basically, what it is is characters that are affected by blind have a one hundred percent chance to miss their next attack if able. So there are caveats to this, but blind basically makes it so if you can miss an attack, you miss it. And what does that mean? The blind debuff is consumed when its affected character activates an ability against an enemy that can evade and the attack misses. So basically, if the, if the character has a chance to evade the... If the character has a chance to evade whatever move you're doing, it'll miss. So that doesn't work for abilities that say unavoidable attack, and it also doesn't... Av- work on if you're stunned so if someone you put blind on someone and they try to shoot you and you're stunned it's not going to take blind away but it's still and it's still going to hit you so you'd have to be unstunned and then shoot you with it then and then they'd miss but basically if anyone is able to evade the move then uh it'll miss and uh with aoe's for example another thing they mentioned is Let's say a whole a, a team is half stunned, right? It's going to consume blind because let's say three people are stunned and two aren't. Well, they're going to hit the two, three stunned people and miss the two, uh, or, and miss the two that aren't stunned because those two could evade. And if everyone is stunned, blind won't be taken away because no one can evade because they're all stunned and it's all going to hit and the blind will stay on the character. And hopefully the next time they'll miss the shot. Interesting. So here, here's a question: What does that? How does that interact with foresight? Do you have any idea? Because foresight's obviously a guaranteed miss, which means that there is a chance to miss. So if a blind character attacks a character with foresight, do blind and foresight both go away, or does only blind go away and they get to keep foresight, or what? I'm gonna have to test that. Um... I'm kind of curious now. I had not even thought about that idea. I would think I would think if they were able to evade, which foresight would make them evade basically. I think it would just take the blind and not the foresight. I don't know. That's a good question. Mm. Should probably look up, look into that. Let me I don't have pen I don't have pen or paper in this new desk I'll, configuration. I'll so all right. Cool. Write it down so we don't forget. But yeah, so new mechanic, blind, very cool. Uh, it's always nice and interesting to see new buffs and debuffs go into the game. So pretty excited about that. And, and we're not going to talk about it this week, and we'll talk about it next week when we talk about Zalbar. But uh, unlocked, and this is going to put us down a rabbit hole real quick. But so Zalbar, Bl- Mission Vow does blind. Zalbar actually has an AoE attack where he will armor armor shred his target but his armor shred is not locked now okay cool he's got an armor shred it's not locked whatever bedor mentioned to me why does it matter if it's locked or not it's not considered a debuff so they can't cleanse it you would think (laughs) yeah exactly but then i thought i'm like Watch it get cleansed anyway, 
and cleanse, maybe cleanse is a any detrimental uh, thing. I don't know, but I, I don't know. know. That's Something, a good question. A point to ponder, but I thought it was interesting that there is now a second character that does armor shred. So the big thing that this actually does is it allows two phase two teams in the heroic Sith raid. So you have Sabine, who is kind of required for like my my Wampa team, and then you mm-hmm. have Sabine that's also kind of required for like the Admiral Akbar Leia team or any variation of that. And she's kind of required to do big damage in phase two. So having that second character with uh, you know with with armor shred is going to be really big it's going to allow for quite a bit and especially if this character is more easily to more easy to farm than sabine that could be you know that could actually be pretty useful i can't remember if his stacked or not or if they went away after a certain amount of turns yeah i don't know that's actually a really good question I am not sure. Because either. it's not... It wouldn't be as effective, obviously, if it didn't stack and it went away. But I'm looking now. Um, on critical hit, inflict armor shred on target enemy for the rest of the battle. So... Okay. It does still doesn't say it stacks, but it does last the, re- the rest of the battle. And so. that's on a critical hit. So... You're going to want to load him up with crit chance if that's the reason you're using him. That's going to be about the only thing that matters. And Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, very interesting. What's next? All right, so anyways, shard shuffle. So I would, this is weird to me. Between the two characters that they released, I would have thought the placement would have been backwards. But, here we go. Vandar Chewbacca went to Darkseid Hardnode 4D. He replaced Stormtrooper, which had three hard nodes and now has two. And then Young Han Solo went to Guild Shipments and has his own spot. So, pretty awesome that uh, so far it seemed like any time a new character was added to the Guild Shipments, uh, they've had their own slot so let me. If I'm looking at it right, I'm looking at it now. First order special forces tie pilot and his ship are on the same node. Makes sense that they'd be on the same node. They kind of go hand in hand. Um, General or sorry, Colonel Stark has his own spot, and now Young Han Solo's been added in there and has his own spot. It's crazy to me that for the longest time, all these other characters had to share a spot with two or three other characters. And then suddenly everyone added in there is getting their own slot. I'm not opposed to that because I said in the past on the podcast that I hated the roulette wheel every time there was a refresh of whether you could buy what you wanted. I just want to buy what I want and it to be there. But there he is. So Young Han Solo's got his own slot right there in Guild Shipments. I am super excited he's not a hard node or a cantina because that means I'm going to be able to get him to seven stars pretty quickly. And the part that I was saying I didn't con- I didn't understand was that as far as damage goes, I think Young Han is way better than Vandor Chewbacca as a character. If I were to have to pit the two side by two side and pick one who I was going to farm first, it would be Han Solo. 
So the fact that he is agree. the one in Guild Shipment and Van- and Vandor Chewbacca went to Hard Node was kind of confusing to me at first. But I'm definitely not looking the gift horse in the mouth, and I'm taking it because I'm excited to get him to seven stars as quick as I can. So. Yep, I'll probably start farming him as well. Uh, he's a pretty good character, and you know, I I really haven't used him too much, but there have definitely been some interesting teams. I know our buddy McMole, he had a pretty good team using Han Solo in the, I believe it was the Heroic AAT raid. So, yeah, there will definitely oh, yeah. be some options there. I will probably work on him, maybe try to figure something out, and yeah, so we'll see. He's a fun character. I really like him. So, Lando L3 Range Trooper all went to shipments and chromium packs. So, I'm really curious to see where L3 goes because I really want to farm her as well. If if I've had to pick, but so the next one to come out will be Kira um, to farmable status. I don't know where she's going to go, but I'm really interested because of all of them, the one I want to farm the most right now is L3. So, I'm curious where she's going to go. Hopefully they put her somewhere like guild event currency or cantina currency. That would be perfect for me, but we'll see. Yeah. But that was pretty much it for the update this week. They brought in those four new characters. So the, we, so you have the Sith fighter, mission valves, Zalbar and T3 and four. Um, I think that pretty much closes up KOTOR as we know it, unless there are some characters that they did not announce, Revan question mark, or anyone else they decided to put in that we don't know about yet. But um, yeah, so we'll see what happens from here. Uh, something weird happened in the game after the update this week, and I don't know if you saw it live. I did. The screenshot in the notes is actually the one I took on my phone I did on not the live see it game. Live. Yeah, this was in the live game. Confusing. Uh, So let me just say what it was. Okay, so if you were to go to the Territory War screen and go to the rewards, there was this random circle that popped up next to the uh, prize box with seven stars across the top of it showing a level of 8888 and there was no picture inside of it. So basically it was the... The screen that it shows for characters, right? Without a character face in there. And it brought a lot of people to wonder a bunch of things. And uh, let me just kind of go over what was said and what I thought. And then you can tell me what you think. Okay. It says from the This is from the known issues on 7-26-2018 post that S.B. Crum wrote. He said, viewing the reward screen shows a question mark reward... But this is a UI bug. Also, there are character shards that show up that should not be there. No plans to add new character shards to Territory Wars at this time. The screenshot I have there was mine, but there was another one also that showed that little character circle there in the 160 range, the 140 to 159 range, the 120 to 139 range, and then next to the circle for the characters were question marks. And that's what he's talking about with the question marks. Um, and if you've seen that screenshot, also Capgas said on Reddit that the question mark shows up when an asset is called but is not found. So, like, it, let's say it mentions a picture 
that's not in the files for the game, it's going to pop that question mark up there, which makes sense because a lot of error programs and coding will pop up those types of errors. So that's what they explained happened. So this is what everyone else started to think about. Um, it was an interesting bug to think about. So this is the first one. I'll ask you what you think of this idea. First off, okay. was a character planned for Territory Wars from the start but taken out? A la Talzin Wicket and having four Territory Wars a month, not a, not really the most ideal way to get character shards? Um, maybe, maybe not. I'm not really sure. But I will say... I do. I mean, I definitely. Well, actually, go ahead, and I'll, I'll sum everything up because everything I want to say is kind of related. Okay. So the next thing I said was going to say was, is a new character plan, and the cat was let out of the bag too early. And then finally, kind of as a joke, and something that I've seen posted around is, is it <laughs> CT eight 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 or eights a new clone? <laughs> and that that kind of was like, actually something that I thought as you know. You never know. Maybe. Eh, maybe. <laughs> so I, I guess for me to answer this, um, what I'm going to say is, yeah, I could have, I could see that maybe this is how they were going to introduce the character. And it's clearly something they've thought about. And something that it would certainly do would be bring big guilds back together. And I don't know if maybe that's a reason why they haven't done it or maybe a reason why they're planning to do it. I don't know. Or uh, yeah, exactly. Or why it popped up randomly and might have yep. let us know too early. Word. But I want to look at something with a magnifying glass. All right. No plans to add new character shards to Territory Wars at this time. Mm. He didn't say they're not going to add character shards. He said they're not going to add new character shards to Territory War. What if their intention is to take a character that's maybe already hard to farm and throw them in there? Maybe that's... I mean, Kira came out at the same time as the rest of these characters, right? Maybe they're going to throw Kira in there. Or maybe they're going to take some other character in the game that's maybe difficult to get or something and start throwing them in Territory Wars or something. You know, if if they put Nest in there, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Only because that means Ooh. my seven star. I would have got my seven star and I would have my seven star a lot longer than the normal period of someone that buys a seven star. <laughs> Very interesting. Let's put Nest in there. Yeah, and you know, I would like that. Yeah, I said Kira was next. I forgot to mention that Nest is also in that same time frame as new, when Kira comes out. Oh, yeah, so. she is it, and she. I forgot about that, too. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Well, let, let, why, why don't we get into something controversial? This is going to be fun. Uh, I'm kind of dreading this. I am impartial, I think. Actually, I'm not impartial. I have, I have my thoughts. I have, I think my thoughts on the first part are the same as most people, and my thoughts on the second part are completely different than a lot of people. And I think that my differences on the second part are only because people are mad about the first part. So, I disagree with you. I disagree with your conclusion. Um, 
I, I think we may actually see more eye to eye on this than we originally thought. So why don't you go ahead and tell us what they're doing? Okay, so for the bulk of it, basically, is uh, I took out a paragraph, and I think this is the one that really is irking people. So I'll read that. But if you haven't heard, I, uh, before I read this, let me just say, uh, there was a video that came out from, s- s- how do you say it? Skeletrix? Skeletrix? Skeletrix. I should know this. Skeletrix. Yeah. And basically, he was able to beat all of Phase 3 in the Heroic Sith Raid, as well as Solo Darth Nihilus in Phase yep. 4 of the Heroic Sith Raid. So I think the total damage from his screenshot was like 48 million. Yep. Something like that. Like, ridiculous. Not not a type of damage number that we have ever seen from the Heroic Sith. Yep. So it was, it was out of... Con- it was a little out of control. Um, well, I remember base- the first day whenever I saw that team... I th- I think I messaged you and was like you messaged I'm, me and you were talking about you know I'm like I'm pretty sure it's it solo phase three like there's at first yeah, I was exactly. thinking phase one that was then uh, who are we chatting with I think McMull like yeah he's like you know it's not gonna do phase one I was like yeah that's right and then I started thinking I'm like bonds a weakness not in phase one so yep. you're not gonna it is in phase one. three though I was, and all well we learned it wasn't wasn't very long um, I started to mess with it and. Didn't have much time to mess with it. And then uh, Skeltrix, of course, figured it out and, you know, ended up clearing that thing. And, yeah, it's, it's, there's two different sides to this. And the fact that it requires Trey, which requires seven-star character, that in the Heroic Sith Raid. So you're clearly beating the raid if you can do this. But the problem is... The person that finishes first is going to be the first one to get Darth Treya. And then once you have Darth Treya, you're locked into first. No one else will ever get first with this team. And so I am I am very glad that they decided to nerf the team. That That is two thumbs up. Excellent. Excellent. Decision. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Now, so let me just, before we keep getting too deep into this and talking about what's going on with it. I want to continue to give the background on everything else. So basically the team was, um, let me find. It was the Saj lead with Night Sister Acolyte, R2, Hermit, Yoda, and Treya. Okay. So there you go. That's the team. Uh, basically there's a lot of looping for Night Sister Acolyte damage because yep. of, uh, because of, losing health and going back to 100% health uh, because of Treya's health steals that she gives along with a couple other things. So yep. basically the team worked in a way that created these big loops. And you've heard that before, right? Big loops, maybe with uh, Stormtrooper Han, maybe with Fives, a couple of other characters on damage turn meter. Anyways, the so they... And I say that, and everyone's going to be, oh, my God, this has been around forever. They didn't nerf it. Okay. Before We're still going to talk about our thoughts on the teams. Don't get mad at me yet. So, but basically, these teams could happen, and they now know that they could solo Phase 3 and part of Phase 4. So, basically, this was the change that they made. And I don't use Night Sisters in Phase 4 yet because I didn't have them Zeta'd, and I had saved my Zetas for Arena, so... 
I was working towards this, and we'll see what happens from here. But this is the change. This is the care. This is the paragraph I took away that I think the most people are upset about. So, this is a quote from the post. As of today's release, Bonds of Weakness will now have a new condition. Once, ra- once raid Darth Treya has accumulated twenty stacks of Bonds of Weakness, player characters will no longer be able to be healed above ninety percent health until the stacks have been reset. We believe that this should address the Critolite team, that's what the team was called, that was solo and everything, and provide some future proofing around some other potential related interactions. Some players will notice that this will have an effect more generally on Night Sister teams in Phase 4. Night Sister teams should still be able to post respectable numbers, but will not be able to clear Nihilus component of Phase 4 as they have been in the past. So, they are basically making, even if Treya's not in the team, the Night Sisters are not going to be able to clear the Darth Nihilus component themselves anymore. And a lot of people took this as a... Is, okay, so this team has been around for a long time and been doing this and never changed, and suddenly this Treya version comes out that's doing all of Phase 3 and part of Phase 4, and now they have they fix it. And that's that's the problem. It's a big problem, in my opinion. I am, I am strongly, strongly, strongly opposed to this change. And it's not the intention of the change. I am fully on board with the intention of the change. Excellent idea. The way they're implementing it, I am not a big fan of. There is one thing in here that I, I can't disagree with because I don't know what they know. So... That caveat is provide some future proofing around other potential related interactions. I don't know what that means. I don't know what other characters may be coming, what we what teams we haven't come up with that they know about that can cause serious problems. However, I think there are easier solutions to do this because this really screws with what people have been doing. 20 stacks of bonds of weakness. That mm-hmm. it's pretty healable. You don't need much to heal up from 20 bonds of weakness. And basically what that means is if you use Zeta Daka, that doc that Daka Zeta is basically a waste. <laughs> there you you don't need it. There's no use for it. You can it's completely useless. I don't even have the Zeta. I just have her modded differently than most people. And I can get to 60 stacks uh, of Bonds of Weakness before I need to cleanse because of the amount that she can heal back. And with the Zeta, when you have even more health, it's basically a 100% chance that people are going to get healed back. And the issue I have with this is I think limiting it to 20 stacks really limits the strategy it makes it much more systematic that you have to go there's no like you basically have to heal at 20 bonds you can't keep risking and going which I think is part of the strategy of Night Sisters is trying to get as many bonds of weakness as you can without losing everybody it's very strategic it's difficult it's not easy um, 
And if you mod your teams correctly, you can get it up there and get a lot of damage, which I like. But I get that they want to curb the damage from these Phase 4 Night Sister teams. I am completely okay with it. Here's a solution. Instead of making it to where you can't recover health on 20 uh, stacks of weakness, make Bonds of Weakness actually stack faster so that rather than like the amount of damage and everything that it does at 60 stacks make it be that at say 40 stacks you know uh smash together the you know those those groups and that would really cut down the amount of damage that night sisters can do in phase four which is part of the intention of what they're doing the other intention of what they are doing is making it to where the Critolite team cannot solo phase 3 and 4. So just make the boss Treya in phase 3, make it to where she cannot lose turn meter whenever she has, say, 20 or 30 bonds of weakness. Um, I think that is a pretty easy solution. I don't, I mean, coding and stuff, I don't know. But I think that is a far better solution. Because part of the problem right now is people are really not happy about their Daka Zeta being completely worthless. Many people have Zeta Daka specifically for this team. Mother Talzin and Asajj, are, their Zetas aren't really affected by this. But Daka's is basically made worthless. And it wasn't that necessary before, in my opinion, if you modded her, you know, in a certain way. But it certainly made things easier. But now it doesn't really help at all. And I just, I don't think this is a great decision. I think if they want to do it this way, with making it they can't heal to 100% health, the stacks of bonds should be higher than 20, because that's just, it's not very high. It's, um, you know, I think they could curve the damage, make it to where those Night Sister teams are getting the same amount of damage without doing it this way. You know, getting them into the damage range that they want them to be in. Um, so, yeah. What do you so, think about my solutions to that? I, your solution that I remember the most, and maybe you mentioned this other one I'm going to say, or what should I think should have happened, but we'll see. I, think, I do think that it's kind of crazy. Some people were saying they get up to 200 bonds of weakness, and to cut something that goes that far... I uh, I know you. I see your face. I don't know the numbers. I don't use the team, so I, I don't I don't know how that goes. But it seems like the numbers people were getting to cut it all the way down to twenty seems really really overreacting. I think for somewhere between forty and sixty makes sense. I think that's what the consensus I've seen for a lot of people was, and I think that that's your that your agreement with that makes the most sense. Um, that would be if they still nerfed the Night Sisters. But my opinion on the whole thing in general is this. This wasn't a problem until today or yesterday when this video came out with the Treya team. My my opinion was that the fix should have been between the interaction between Night Sisters and Treya. And they said that the the, the interaction if they fixed the Treya interaction, anything with health steal up would have still had the possibility of causing this this same type of deal, right? Yeah. So what you so if health steal up is the problem, 
change the way Hell Steel Up works with the Night Sisters, and don't mess with them. But get rid of this this chance for this infinite loop that beats Phase Three and Phase Four, and leave yeah. the Night Sisters the way they were. Um, obviously, people have spent a lot of time on these this team. It does a lot of damage. People that want to be at the top of the raid have mm-hmm. done this to make sure that they can get in there and do the damage to help themselves get higher numbers. Um, and for it to work this long with all the other nerfs that happened, knowing that this was still a thing in those same times and this to change now is just kind of weird timing. It almost seems like now that there are seven-star Treyas out there and people have been doing this, was just like the opportune time for them to fix something they should have changed before now but no one is no one's seeing it that way they're seeing it as oh this is was the opportune time but you're fixing the wrong thing you know what i mean yeah and i so and, and that's another reason why i like the solution of making it to where Darth Treya can't have her turn meter reduced at a certain number of bonds of weakness um it should eliminate that team from working as well as it does. It doesn't affect any other teams. It isolates that team as far as its effectiveness. I know they also said that uh, Night Sister Acolyte's been kind of borderline just because of the way she works, but I don't know if... like I feel like there has to be something else for them to go with this solution because I'm just not... I don't know. I'm not really a big fan of this solution, to be perfectly honest. Um... Sunday, we will be in phase four of the Heroic Sith Raid, and I will be testing it. And I will definitely report back next week on, you know, how that goes and my opinion. I would be very surprised if my opinion changes. Um, I think, like I said, I think you're still going to be able to do decent damage. But I just think it really does kill a lot of the strategy because, like... You know, if I refresh at 20 stacks of Bonds of Weakness, I generally make it to Enrage. I, I won't have any issues with anyone dying um, unless they get annihilated. Like, But if you're, if you're being risky with Bonds of Weakness and trying to let that stack get as high as possible, it becomes a lot riskier. And I think that's part of what's so much fun about this raid in Phase 4 is seeing how risky you can get, seeing how much damage you can do, and you know, still survive and not screw your run up. And this, <laughs> this kind Those of are fun, right? play in a certain box. And I don't like it. I do enjoy though the teams that, okay. This is a sound crazy. I do enjoy the teams where your own picks on when to do things and what, what you pick to do at that time affects what the run is. I don't, really enjoy it if it's all rng to do that but i think a nice perfect mix of the two makes the team really fun um so i can see i just really wish i had this gear team geared earlier to have played this the original way yeah to know what that was like but uh yeah i don't know my opinion on the matter is i think that the fix fixed the wrong thing i agree Nope, 100% so, agree. And so, like I said, so uh, that, somebody so, somebody mentioned, like, with that Daka Zeta, it makes her more survivable. But, like I said, like, 
shouldn't really have an issue with Daka dying ever. Like, you know, without Bonds of Weakness getting ridiculously high. I, I know I never have. So, I, I really just... That is one that I would highly recommend people don't do. And something else... I, I mean, I hate to advocate for a refund, but I don't know anyone who has done DACA Zeta for any other reason than so they can heal bigger amounts, uh, heal everybody up with larger stacks of Bonds of Weakness. And by changing that, you completely remove the usefulness for her Zeta. Um, I think people should have the option to... Uh, you know, remake that decision given such a significant change if this change stands. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. This is not going to go away this week. This will be the topic for oh, no. most people all week. So it'll be interesting Keep... to see what the re, uh, reaction from CG is on, on this and whether or not they decide to do anything for those people that put a lot into this team. And yep. how they can kind of, if they want to keep this change the way it is, how they can smooth that over or whether to decide they need to do that. Because obviously some of these Zetas are are good in other parts of the game. So it's not like they're completely pointless. The DACA one, from what I hear, isn't that great in most places. And most people probably did it for this team in the raid. So yep. it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. But uh, now... so. I, me and you are pretty much on the same page for that first part. I'm kind of curious where we're at on the second part. But to hear, so I'm a <laughs> I am tentative about bringing this up because I don't know where you stand, and I know it'll be something that me and you argue about if we're on the other side of it. But they are changing the paper. They call it the paper zombie, which I thought was genius. It, it's hilarious. But anyways. <laughs> There's a fix coming in the future, and they've already been working on this, but for zo Night Sister Zombie, right? So let's say most people want their Night Sister Zombie to be as undergeared as possible to make it die and come back over and over and over. Um, for whatever that does, I don't know. I don't play the team, but it probably does has something to do with cooldowns or turn meter or something to that effect. I don't know. But completely... Taking out the heroic Sith Ray part of this. In my opinion, there should never be a character in this game that if you geared it to gear 11 when it came out, at this point in the game, you should never be wishing that you never geared that character to a certain gear level. 100%. You should, you should always be incentivized to have more gear on a character. You should not yep. be find out later that having a character at a low gear level is better than gearing them up. That is not a way this game works. It's not the way characters should work. It's 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 wrong, basically. Um because here's the thing. If you have it at a low gear, you can always add gear to it. But once you put that gear on it and find out later that you don't want it geared up, you can never take the gear off. So you're always screwed with that character. That is not the way the game works. It's not the way it's supposed to work. So Agreed. The fact that they're they're going to change it to incentivize zombie being geared is right, in my opinion. I don't think that that should have ever happened in the first place, and I think that it should have been changed. So here's the thing. Everyone's mad because they're changing it. Okay, I get why people are mad. 
They let it stay this long, and now they're going to change it. Here's- that makes sense. But the thing of the matter is, you cannot leave this in the game. You cannot leave a character in the game where half the people that leveled her up cannot use her in the most optimum fashion as other people because they actually put gear on them and they can't take it off. So you have to be able to use a character at high-level gear and have them be better than low-level gear characters. And there's a precedence for this, and you know it, I know it, because we talked about this, and it was one of your things that you loved was low-gear old Ben back in the day. He didn't have a taunt back then, so he wasn't really a tank. But he was only good for a couple things, his awesome AoE and then him dying because he gave buffs to everyone. And every, you didn't use so, old Ben because you wanted him low gear. Yeah, just to be clear, yeah, the low gear part was just a byproduct. That wasn't the reason I actually used him. I used him for the AoE and turn meter removal. But there were a lot of people that did use him as the Ben bomb, as it was called. But what's interesting is... We said this when it happened. I mean, it, w- it wasn't like this, like, you know, we're just coming up with this now. I mean, everybody knew this at the time. They redid Old Ben, and part of the stated reason for the rework was the fact that they didn't want a character that was better to be at low gear. And it was like a month or two later, they released the Night Sister rework with Zombie. And said at the time, it was a very odd decision to that that was something they were so conscious of then and then got overlooked. But why'd they wait so long to change it? I mean, they could have changed it back then, I feel like. I mean, I'm glad it's finally getting changed because, yes, it absolutely should be changed. Zero questions about it. But it's just, I don't know, it's just weird in my opinion. But I'm glad they are finally changing it because it needs to be changed. The question is, what's the solution? What do you do? Because of the way everything works, Night Sisters, they benefit from characters dying. Not having a zombie that dies isn't that useful, which makes me wonder. Are they... I mean, are they going to redo her kit? Are they going to redo her stats? Um, you almost have to change her abilities. Uh, you know, she she needs a full rework, basically, to be useful. Maybe there's, maybe there's a way to use abilities to make her die or something, or uh, something along those lines. I don't know. I'm not sure how they can actually make her better by being geared higher based on the abilities of the other Night Sister characters. I don't know what they're going to do, but here's one thing I know, and something that people just seem to be oblivious. I don't want to. Okay. We talked about this in podcast chat, and I don't want to sound like I'm down on people. I think people are mad about the Night Sister changes. But I said, they have done a lot of reworks in the past, and a lot of them have been really good, unless his name is Mace. So, I have no reason to think that they're going... In my opinion, I don't think that I have any reason to think they're going to screw this up. I think that they're going to find a way to make Night Sister Zombie work in a way that works with the team at higher gear level, similarly to the way she works now. 
That's what I would assume they're going to do. Or find some type of incentive to the team that makes them better if she's alive longer than if she's alive shorter. Yeah. So I, I feel like... I know everyone's mad about this change to the Night Sister team and the Heroic Sith Raid, but if I were to look at track record of reworks, there are a lot of really good ones. So if they're going to rework her kit to make her work better at higher gear, I have faith that the rework is going to be decent and good. Maybe it's not what everyone has now and what they want to keep, but like I said, you cannot leave something in that is better at low gear than at high gear when people can't take their gear off. Now, someone mentioned take all the gear off everyone's zombies and let them gear them to where they want. Okay, that might fix it, but it still leaves a character in the game that's better at low gear than at high gear, and that is not something that they want to have for characters going into the future. Is characters that you don't want to gear all the way out, or why would they have any gear tier past a certain point on that character? Yep. You know what I mean? She almost needs a self-destruct type thing. She needs a way to kill herself, I think, as an ability. Whether it's That's, like- uh, you know what? I almost mentioned that, but I didn't think that that would make sense. Because I, I thought maybe, like, it's a zombie. Send her off across the screen to the other team and let her blow up and do AoE damage to them. And then come right back. You know? Yeah. Something where she kills herself, resets people's things, and then she's there again. You know? Something to that effect. I don't know. But I have to think that they know what they're doing with reworks. And granted, most of the reworks have been to characters that were underused and not great to begin with. But then there are also those that were done to good characters that just weren't there yet. Like Palpatine and, you know, other characters. So I'm not worried about this as much as other people are. I I just... I just don't feel like you can keep a character in the game that needs to be low level to be good when other people have geared them up and regret that decision. Yeah. That should never be I, a regret. 100%. I don't know. Yeah. No, we, we are totally on the same page there. Uh, it's just, like I said, it's, the timing is strange. Like It's almost like the clearing phase three and four just caused them to completely relook at Night Sisters. I mean, if Night Sisters were already doing too much damage because they could clear Darth Nihilus, like, why wasn't this looked at before, before, you know, a ton of people zated Daka? Um, if they're yeah. reworking Night Sister, or, sorry, if they're reworking Night Sister Zombie, I, I want either Daka to get a rework on her Zeta, or people get their Zetas back, too, because it, I mean, everything that they're doing here just completely changes the way the you know that zeta works and i think that's very frustrating for people not not really fair in my opinion but um like i said i think the paper zombie is a great change i'm very interested to see what they do um because i agree with you the reworks have been great lately and kids have been really creative so i'm very interested to see what they do with her to make me want to put some more gear on her Sounds good. Yep. I think that pretty much covers everything for that. Uh, it's. I didn't think that this would be the longest topic we had tonight. Granted that it came after I did the notes. So 
It's definitely an interesting change that a lot of people have a lot of opinions on. And I don't want to say that anyone's wrong. I just have my own opinions on it. So yeah. if you think that they should keep the Night Sister Zombie that way, totally, totally your own feeling. And I understand that. I just don't feel like, from a design perspective, that that would be the way to go. Yeah. So. I agree. But can we talk about something that I really, really like? We can. Good, because I'm really stoked for this. Um, I read this kit. So we're going to move into T3 M4. And uh, this will be the only kit we talk about this week. we got we got to save some for the next coming weeks. We don't really know what's going on, and it's more fun that way. But I put this in here for this week because I haven't really played with Mission Vow or Zalbar too much. Uh, granted, I don't even have them geared up on my on my game changer account yet um i went straight after t3 after i read his kit and modded him up modded a team to go with him and went nuts with it and surprisingly which doesn't really happen that often when i do this this team was very successful so let me bring up i'm in the wrong place i'm gonna bring up his kit on my screen real quick and then i'm gonna talk about the team i used um, I had some videos of the arena battles I did with this team, but uh, due to some things happening inside of the videos that uh, I didn't see when I recorded it, I couldn't post them. So I'm going to have to record some more of them and post them for you guys. But uh, yeah. So anyways, I read this guy's kit and I immediately thought, okay, HK47, droid leader. I want to make a full droid team with this dude in it. I think that could he could make this team viable. And uh, so with reading through his kit, I thought, put him in there. And uh, before we read abilities, I'll just say I thought of him kind of like a, a droid version of Nest after I read his second special. Um, so I thought if we could get a vo- droid version of Nest in there along with a, a tank and maybe some more damage dealers that do debuffs based on the things he does on debuffs then uh, this team might have a chance to be good in the arena, right? So I used HK-47, which gets you the turn meter on crits from his leader ability. I used IG-88. I used BB-8 with his Zetas, including the one that has him taunt in droid teams. Um, I used L3 to have another taunter. And then I also used T3. And with this team, I was able to beat Bastion LeSean-led Jedi teams, not reliably. Wow. Uh, I think I went three out of four against them with this team. That's pretty and good, though. The, the fourth one where I lost was a timeout because I just couldn't get Bastula to die in time for the time <laughs> to run out. So, beat Bastula, beat uh, Treya, or, or Palpatine-led Treya teams. Basically, um, ones with Palpatine, not with Sith Trooper. Um it had a hard time against RJT, so that's one of the things where I was talking about if Grievous did a rework, it would, might be the thing to push him over the edge. Um, could not beat RJT team. Uh, CLS, I think I went 1-2 against CLS. So, I mean, against the meta right now teams, they did really well. Against older meta, they were kind of hard to do. So I, I'm thinking that there's some something else that needs to be added to this team to make it work, but... Holy smokes, is it fun to run an entire droid team again? Uh, 
I, I, I just keep playing this on the Game Changer account over and over. It's just too fun. So anyways, let's go into T3's account. Uh, account. We're going to break into T3's account and look up his abilities. Okay. All right. So first, is his basic is called Disable. Final text. Deal special damage to target enemy with a 75% chance to inflict ability block. Always love ability block on basic. For one turn. If the enemy has target lock, the ability block can't be resisted. Target lock? What? Okay, so you got to have Imperial Probe Droid with him? Nope. He actually does tar- target lock with another of his uniques, so that totally built into his own kit. So, special damage and ability block. Unresistable target or ability block if they're target locked. Pretty this this hits really hard too. It's pretty great. He's actually a a support droid. He's actually support. So the fact that he hits hard really helps his uh, viability as well. Special one repair kit. Dispel all debuffs from target ally. If that ally was a droid, they also recover fifty percent health. 50% protection and grain crit hit immunity and offense up for two turns. This is a three turn cooldown, and it seems this guy goes often enough uh, that you. This, this ability's up a lot. So, a lot of healing, offense up, crit hit immunity really helps him, um, along with the dispel. It's a really good ability. Uh,. Carbonite Projector. This is the one where I talked about being a droid nest, right? So Carbonite Projector is second special. Four-turn cooldown. This is the one I always lead with. But this is the one that reminds me of nest, right? So deal special damage to all enemies and dispel defensive debuffs from any enemy who has them. So taunts or protection up or, you know, all those defense abilities. Same way that uh, nest does with her basic. Then... Remove 20% turn meter and inflict crit chance down and offense down for two turns. Target locked enemies can't resist these debuffs. So all the debuffs he gives on this move can't be resisted if he gave them target lock on a previous turn. But on top of that, this this move uh, takes away 20% turn meter, which is resi- it's resistible, but if you hit three out of four, or three out of five, that's a pretty good deal, I'd say. So... Is a great opening move. Not only that, but it, it, it'll dispel any pre-taunt tank as well. So before I go into Unique, do you have anything to say to any of those three? Nope. <laughs> All right. Uh, unique. One, combat logic upgrade. Final text. This is with a Zeta. So he has two Zetas. Both his Uniques are Zetas. Droid allies gain 8% potency and... Crit chance stacking each time T3 uses an ability. So pretty much every turn, all droid alleys are getting 8% potency and 8% crit hit chance. Which plays in very well to the turn meter gain from HK-47's leader. Also, droid allies have 8% crit damage for each debuff on the enemy team. Which is why I like to have IG-88 and HK-47 in there because they do so many debuffs on their AoEs. Along with... um, Uh, what T3's debuffs that he does. And finally, Unique 2, Grandmaster Gear... Or Grandmaster, sorry. Master Gearhead. Final text with a Zeta. T3 M4 gains 100% defense penetration. Then droid allies gain 100% of T3's M4's defense penetration. 
Additionally, each time T3M4 starts his turn, he has 75% chance to inflict target lock for two turns on a random enemy who does not already have it. This target lock can't be evaded. So basically, 75% chance every time he takes a turn to throw target lock on the enemy team, which helps his other abilities greatly, along with the advantages that target lock gives you on enemy uh, players. Yeah. So that's pretty much his kit, but every single ability in there has some good stuff in it. I mean, I I, I read this and I, I just couldn't believe how well this he would be as a support for a droid team. Uh, I love this character. I don't know. I don't know how much you've looked into him or played him or thought about his kit at all, but it is really, really fun to play. I'll be honest. Um, I mean, I failed a Rancor. I didn't get 600. I've capped on energy multiple times this week. This is the first time I've looked at the kit, so... It's been one of those weeks. Well, I've looked at it extensively and played it a lot this week. And I can tell you that this character is really good and can make a droid team arena viable to an extent as well. Well, an arena team that also has L3 in it, which she's not farmable yet. So it kind of makes that hard to do. And But I haven't tried it with Chopper instead of L3. So I don't know how well the Chopper version does, but... Yeah, uh, I've always said it. I really wish droid full droid teams would make a comeback and have their niche again. And I think this is he's a really good step in that direction. And uh, one more thing. I know that we've been told that we can mention this. Just from an email that we got kind of about T3 and his exclusivity. Um, let me find the email. Okay. Da-da-da-da-da. Uh, we need some... Oh, so... Uh, here it is, here it is. T3 okay. synergizes very well with other droids, but we expect them to rise in utility. We don't expect them to be meta-dominant. At least not for now. The dot, 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 at least not for now makes me... hopeful. <laughs> I'll say that much. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. I mean... So take that for what it is. It was given to us by RCG Liaison. We don't expect T3 to make droids arena dominant for now. Hey, for now's fine. If they do come back, I will be super stoked. And I have them all at gear 11, all the old droid team. Uh, I'm in a spot where if I can make this team work, I am going to do it. They are super fun. Nice. So... Sounds exciting. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I just realized... Give me some T3. There's one thing that we didn't cover in the update that we should have. Uh, oh, yeah? This weekend, there are double drops on fleet battles. Oh, uh, was that in the update? I don't remember reading that in the update. It I was sent to our it, inbox. Um, I don't know if it was actually, yeah, okay. it was actually in the update It wasn't notes. in the update. Which is why it caught everyone by surprise today. Exactly. So, what are you, what are you doing? You doing anything fancy with uh, your energy and your stuff? I think or? that I will be refreshing Darth Sion node. Ah, oh, that's a good choice. If you don't have Darth Sion, I think that is a great idea. 
for sure. I'm at I'm at twelve out of hundred right now. So, and since I use him in my arena team, I really want to get him to seven stars as fast as I can before I get him to seven star, and suddenly I have to change my arena team because that's not the team I'm using anymore. So, yeah, I really want to get him to seven star and get him that extra protection and health and just make him that much better. Not a bad idea. I will be farming gear and omegas and reinforcement mats and all that sort of good stuff. Uh, I'll probably be farming the one that gives me Mark IV Bacta gels because I need a lot of those things. And something else, like this purple gear that's used for all these Gear 12 and Gear 12 Plus pieces, there are three of them that are farmable at the end of the nodes. And if you need some of those, this would probably be a pretty good time to go get them farmed up because there's a lot of stuff that uses those. And I've been farming some of those quite a bit here lately just because of how much I need them. But I am <laughs> you know, probably going to farm the Bacta Gels because I probably need those more desperately. But um, yeah, so do not forget. Double, double drops on that. Make sure if you're not doing a character node... Try to do the level fives. That way you can get the reinforcement mats and the omegas. And plus there's good gear there anyway. Um, this next thing is... Oh, is, uh, is your, are you going to cover this? You want me to cover it? I want you to do it. This is your gift to one of our listeners. So All right, so Zara, you asked last week when we asked for listener submissions... For topic ideas for the podcast, you had one for us, and you wanted to hear the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise, so I got you. When you're ready, we'll begin. Okay, here we go. Did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? I thought not. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. It's a Sith legend. Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise... He could use the Force to influence the midichlorians to create life. He had such knowledge of the dark side that he could even keep the ones he cared about from dying. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. He became so powerful, the only thing he was afraid of losing was his power, which eventually, of course, he did. Unfortunately, he taught his apprentice everything he knew. Then his apprentice killed him in his sleep. Ironic. He could save others from death, but not himself. Ooh. <laughs> Story time with Goodnight Punk. There you go. That's for you, Zara. I hope you enjoyed it. Very nice. <laughs> hey, there's Zara in, in, uh, in podcast <laughs> chat. Uh... Very nice. Well, why don't you break down all of our? Uh, why don't you break stuff? down all of our information and also do it so crisply and and wonderfully sounding that we have to explain why it sounds so good too. Oh, I will. So why don't I just go ahead and run through and mention first of all, if you want to submit a listener intro, which we have not got one in a while, or if you want to submit a question to the show. Or something along those lines. Submit a question for next week's Zeta or not to Zeta. We're going to add that segment next week. Because why not? 
You can call 480-442-0112. It's on the website. It'll be in the show notes. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. We love it. Uh, The other thing, so apparently if someone tries to order a t-shirt, the campaign starts back up. Uh, This was something I was unaware of. Did you know this? Goodnight Punk disappeared. So, I did not know this. And Goodnight Punk probably did or didn't. But uh, the campaign for a t-shirt's back going again because had some friends that wanted to order a shirt. They ordered a shirt and it started the campaign back up. So, I think it's like two weeks from now that'll that'll end. So, if you still want your Shadow Order t-shirt, go to ShadowOrder.com. There's a link there or you can just go to Bonfire.com slash Shattered Order shirt. If you want to be a Patreon and get your mods reviewed or whatever you want to talk about, you can do that. Patreon.com slash Shattered Order. That will also give you access to all the previous roster reviews I've done and all the future ones I am going to do. Well, maybe not all of them, but as long as you're a Patreon, you get access. So definitely check that out. Good stuff. People tend to really enjoy them. Discord.me slash Shattered Order. If you want to come chat with us, that's where we're going to announce a lot of things. Also on Twitter.com slash Shattered Order, we'll be putting the polls up. So we're getting back into the whole polling thing. But more importantly, I want to tell you about our friends from Blue Designs. This magnificent microphone that I absolutely love that just picks up my voice and makes it sound like angel singing. This thing comes from Blue Designs, and if you want something that makes your voice too sound like angels singing, go to shat not shattered order. Go to <laughs> bluedesigns.com and use the promo code SOPOD to get 20% off your order. Uh, whether you get a Yeti microphone, a Spark S- Spark SL Blackout like we use, or maybe some lovely headphones. Satellites are the Bluetooth version, which is what we use. So, so amazing. Just ah. Uh, or accessories, whatever. BlueDesigns.com slash, not slash, promo code SOPOD. Ah! You ready? You, should I have come back quicker so I could I could relieve you there? Yeah, maybe. Um, I did not know about the shirts. I did hear you say that. Um, I did not know, but I could not speak into my microphone from I the figured. Room, so, yeah. Um, pretty cool that uh, the shirt thing. Uh, it's restarted because anytime anyone decides to purchase a shirt, if the campaign isn't going, it restarts a new campaign. The campaign has 10 days. Uh, they can, or anyone can order within those 10 days and everyone's order will ship when that campaign ends. Yep. Campaign ends. People want to order another shirt. They can buy it. Campaign starts again. They wait. Then it ships. I'll tell you this much. At least two people have posted their shirts that they got today Ooh, they in podcast good. chat. And they look really, really nice. Yep. Uh, mine is, I checked my uh, tracking information, and mine is supposed to come tomorrow. Mine too. So, uh, yeah. I'll be wearing that this week. Okay, I yeah. am super stoked. That thing looks sweet. And I it really does. can't wait to design the Greedo shirt. So hopefully, Ooh. if people really enjoy the Shattered Order shirt, and even if they don't, I'll just make the Greedo shirt so I can order it. But ah, uh, there you go. it's going... It's going to be awesome. So if, if we keep getting uh, interest and interaction with the shirt stuff, I will keep designing them, and uh, it'll be fun. So, Cool. 
You ready for us next thing? Cool indeed. I think I'm ready. So why don't you hit me? It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the Force be with you. So the Old Republic trivia went so well for us last week, we're doing it a part two this week. Now, what's the score? I don't remember. I never remember. The the score is I am eight, you are six. That sounds about right. I think I remember that. That means I'm winning. Is that what that means? Yeah. I mean, I could do my Reddit maths and say we're tied. I have a question. Does anyone want to send me a new iPad? (laughs) My God. (laughs) Is it that bad? It does not want to play... It never wants to play this file. I don't understand why. There it is. Ship Cantina music. I love it. Yep. All right. Oh, hey, PSA for anyone that doesn't know. um, I had some people post this to me over the last few months, and uh, I don't know that everyone knows it. So if you go to the ship area of the cantina... (laughs) And up in the top... Oh, yep. I'm dying for some reason. Uh, If you go up in the top left, there's this, like, video screen thing. And it's just got some random ships on it and random stuff. If you click on that, it suddenly takes the band that's in the far right and it does a... a, 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 Like, it zooms in on the band and plays it like like the band's playing. And then there's a live feed video up on the screen up in the left. It's it's pretty yeah. awesome. It's, it's not great. there normally. And unless you click on it, you would never know that it happens. But if you want to go into the game right now and you're listening to this, click on the little video screen in the top left in the ship area and the band will pop up there. And they'll just be, it'll show like close-ups of the drummer when he gets a solo. It's crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool for sure. Easter egg I did not know existed. I didn't even know Easter eggs existed in this game, but there's one. Mm, sounds delicious. I love Easter eggs. Mm. Mm. All right, anyways, what do you got for me? Question one. Actually, it's what That's you've what got you got for, for me. me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, first question. Here we go. One point plus one bonus point. Zalbar gains taunt. This is going to be great for you because you haven't read the kits, I don't think. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Zalbar gains taunt when he does his AOE, but also when mission is critically hit, any other ally falls below 100% health, Zalbar takes a turn, or enemies do an assist attack. As a bonus, what other buff does he gain under this condition? Got my answers. So do I. What do you got? All right. I got B and defense up. All right. I have B as well and uh, retribution. Uh, okay. And this is funny because for reasons. Okay. Anyways, the answer is when an ally falls below 100% elf. So elf. Elf. 
I don't know what elf is. I just don't say words with H anymore. Elf. I'm talking like my toddlers. All right, when an ally falls below 100% health, and the answer, other answer is he also gets a retribution. So. All right, so that's... That brings me to eight and you. you to nine. Yep. All righty. Question two. Question two, here we go. One point minus one if wrong. Ooh. Do you want to answer? I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I do either. Mission Val enters the GNP Hall of Fame because she does what debuff on basic? It has my name in the question, so if I get this wrong, I will be quite upset. I have an answer, actually. I, I think it's probably the same answer as me. What do you got? Days. I went I went sarcastic with his answer, or with his question. I actually put defense down. Okay. All right, so let's see what we got here. No, days, duh. <laughs> it is days. I thought the question, it is days, you got it. Woo! I thought it was, I thought it was sarcastic. Like the, the the sarcastic Hall of Fame. Wow, that that part gave it away. Like that that was the only thing that I could think of that you would like on basic. So, Woo. days on basic is amazing. It and is. I should have, if I didn't immediately read that and oh crap, that says minus one if wrong because I made it so easy. Oh man, yes. So that actually <laughs> drops you down to seven. It is now ten to seven. It is ten to seven. That. That hurt. That one hurts. I really wish I hadn't read that sarcastically. (laughs) Because I really do think defense down on basic is... It should have said... It probably would have said Hall of Shame. Yeah, this is is almost as good as the Greedo thing. (laughs) Almost. Almost. All right, next question. Question three, here we go. Mission and Big Z grant each other passive bonuses as part of their uniques. These are... A... Plus 25% crit avoidance and plus 50% offense. Plus 10% health and plus 80% potency. Plus 15% speed and plus 40% accuracy. Plus 20% defense and plus 50% protection up. There's no... There's nothing for being wrong on this one, right? No punishment, no... Minus, no, minus three points. if you're wrong, actually. Liar. <laughs> minus, you go back to where I am. That's what it says. <laughs> Whatever. Fi- points equalized if you miss this question. Whatever. All right, what do you got? I got D. Defense and protection up. I picked crit avoidance and offense because I seem to remember reading it and seeing something about crit or uh, crit avoidance. Okay. But actually, I really think that when I read it, there was something about accuracy, and I was thrown uh, for a loop. But maybe that's wrong. We'll see. Okay. It is crit, so I was right. 25% crit avoidance and plus 50% offense. So I got that one right. So I'm back to where I was, kind of, <laughs> from the last question. It is now 10 to 8 as we go into... Question 4. Question 4. Uh, I'm look. I just so 
with the new three screen setup, the chat's over here. I haven't looked over here, but I just looked in most Def Isley. I'm sorry that I have uh, I have disappointed you with my answer to that <laughs> obviously made for me question. All right, so question four. Here we go. Mission and Big Z can gain what? Invisible stacking buffs. Buffer one. You don't need to name the character. Repeat the question. Mission and Big Z can gain what stacking buffs? When they're in the same team, they gain certain stacking buffs when certain things happen. I, I don't want to say this because I don't want to sound bleedo and defense down stupid if I say it. So I'm not going to say it. What is it? <laughs> You're not going to bait me into saying it. But I'm not going to write it down because I still don't think it's right. But I don't want you to write it if I say it and it be right. I'll All tell right. you when we answer the question. Okay. I got one answer. And that's it. It says trivia four is somewhere less than five points. I'm just, yeah, I'm just putting one answer. If I get a point, great, but I'm not losing any, so. Yeah, I put one, two, and I'm same drill. All right. All right. What did you put? Health. I put crit damage. Okay. So we'll see. The answers are potency, offense, and defense. I should have put offense after that last question where they got the, the offense. I almost put offense, but I was like, well, yeah. Anyway. Well, you remember when I was talking about thinking that there was accuracy somewhere in one of the two kits? Yeah. That was I it. thought that might be an answer, but I, yeah. I then I thought, why would they put that as a stacking thing on a new character when it's never mattered before? So I didn't yeah. write it down. That is interesting. So I could have said it and it wouldn't have mattered, but I didn't want to say it and give away an answer. So... Potency, offense, defense. Those are the answers. Crit damage and health. We both got it wrong. So it's still 10 to 8. Question number 5. Right, question number 5. We have... The team that soloed Phase 3 and Nihilus in Phase 4 consisted of what tunes? Name them all for 3 points. Get 4 for 2 points. 3 for 1 point. I'm Got sure one. of four of them. I don't know about the fifth one. I think I know what the fifth one is. I have my answer. All right, what do you got? Also, I don't know how this matters for Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> this is... I put Asajj Ventress, Knight Sister Acolyte, R2-D2, Hermit Yoda, and Treya. Was it Hermit Yoda? I, I believe so. I put Grandmaster Yoda. I had everything else the same as you, but Grandmaster Yoda... I was see. I originally thought it was Grant Hoda, but then I don't know. I thought Grandmaster Yoda. So because yeah, he has the locking buff, which gives the twenty five percent offense. Gotcha. All right. 
It is Hermit Yoda. So I get three. Sorry, you get three and I get two. Okay, that's going to take me to 13, and it's going to take you up to 10. So that it does. We literally just had a trivia based on character kits that I have not seen. And I went up by one point on you. But if you think about the char- the last question, which has nothing to do with character kits, that's where you gained a, a point on me. So? So... That, that should have made you it, that you only answer. beat me by three points or some crap, not... <laughs> you beat me by one, one, and you beat me by one on the last question, so basically... We shouldn't have been tied up till that point. Unbelievable. You're, <laughs> you're disappointing me, Dan. Well, as I said when we talked about T3's, uh, T3's kit, I have not played with Mission or Zalbar that much this week, and there was not a single question about T3 in there. Yeah, fair enough. Alrighty, well... Alright, everybody, well... That pretty much ends oh. this episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. Thanks for hanging out, thanks for listening. We love you all. Anything else? Thank you. <laughs> nope. Thanks for listening. You're all great. We'll see you this week, and look out for that next poll question for next week. It'll hit our Twitter and Discord very soon. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you all next week. Later. Later.